This morning, I'll just be sharing briefly, very briefly, on um, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God. Because it sounds like a very familiar, you know, topic. But indeed, there are dimensions. Wherever, whatever we know right now, of course, is not all. And we always desire to know more, to know more, knowing well that the more of God we know, the more exploits we do. So from Daniel 11, 32 this morning, um, just the B part I'll be emphasizing this morning says, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Exploits. Well, let me take it from uh, the beginning of that verse and let me just say something briefly. It says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. And it continues to say, But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That scripture, readily reading it as it is, that first part just made us to understand that the lack of the knowledge of God, what you, without the knowledge of God, what you get is flatteries. And without the knowledge of God, like I used to say, I saw from the pages of scriptures, I, I may not be able to tell you where it is right now, but I have seen from the pages of scriptures that those that do not obey the commandment of God are the people that the Bible call wicked. It's not like they don't know it, but they just refuse to obey. So when you see wicked in the scriptures, of course, you know that it's someone or a people that have chosen deliberately to be, to not obey the commandments of God. So these people are those that we're talking about that are corrupt with flatteries. But for us that know our God, what does the Bible tell us? We'll be strong and we'll do exploit. This morning, briefly, I want to quickly you know, uh, distinguish between this strength and the exploit, strength and exploit. When we talk about strength, okay, from just the regular dictionary meaning, it is a capacity to withstand great force or pressure, great force or pressure. So when we talk about strength in scriptures, we know it is not, it has nothing in quotes to do with physical strength as it were or what the world know as strength today of course when you are moving on the streets and you see somebody with big muscles the natural instinct is that ah, that man is a strong man is <laughs> strong why because of course from natural perception we judge that anybody that has that kind of physique should be strong of course but when we delve into spiritual things, we know that it goes way beyond that. That particular strong muscular man may not be able to resist forces that come in the spiritual realm. He may not be. So the strength we're talking about here, the, to resist or to withstand a great force or pressure, we know that sometimes pressure can not, may not be physical. Of course, in the world of medicine, they've talked about uh, you know psychological pressure, psychological these. All these things may not be tangible. They are, you cannot lay your hands on it. But people go through, they face these things. So, and you know, lately we've been learning, of course, about warfare, and we know that that battlefield is our minds. 
So when you now begin to deal with the issue of the mind, physical strength does not come to play. It cannot even come to bear in this kind of situation. So when you are receiving pressures and forces from psychological or the spiritual realm, we know that this strength we're talking about this morning, it has nothing in quotes to do with that physical strength. If not, we should ask ourselves, how much muscles did David had before he defeated Goliath? By all standards, of course, we knew how the Bible described it. <laughs> David was just a shepherd boy going around with his stick. But Goliath was such that has been trained from his youth. Even his stand was enough to scare the whole of Israel, the, the Israelite army, that nobody could stand up, you know, against him. But there was something, hallelujah, that David knew, and it was the knowledge of God. That he did not get by physical exercise. That he did not get by physical exertion. That cannot actually be traceable to his physique because he was just a young shepherd. But as a matter of fact, you know, lately when Reverend was talking, he said, in fact, it was even embarrassing for Goliath to see David. It was like an embarrassment to him, really. When we talk about physical strength, he looked at himself, I'm talking about Goliath, looked at the years of training, looked at his physical sides, and then he limited the most important thing, which is the knowledge of God. David had something he never had, which actually made him defeated from the beginning, which made him to be corrupted by flatteries. The whole of Philistine army, they were praising him. He was their champion. He was just being flattered. Why? Because in the real battle of life face to face, he could not even stand up to what he was professing. He fell flat like a bag, empty bag. Why? Because what made for true strength was not in him. And that was what David carried, which had nothing to do with physical appearance. Praise the Lord. And this is the strength that believers have today. You can withstand psychological, you can withstand spiritual pressure, you can push back, you can stand in the face of challenges and in the face of trial. Why? Because there is the knowledge we have, and that is the knowledge of God the knowledge of God. With that knowledge, we can do exploit. Then I now want to talk about what exploit is. But before I go into exploit, I want to talk about the tangibility of this knowledge. What exactly is this knowledge that we are talking about? You know, if you don't experience something, you have not touched it. Even if you hear about it, there's a tendency that over time, that knowledge that you've gotten, maybe probably by hearing, and that does not you know, in a way, have a commensurate experience of that thing. You may lose it. You may lose that knowledge along the way. But if you have that knowledge by experience, for instance, they have told you that, ah, this is a pen. You have touched, you have held, you have, you have, you have probably used that pen. You know that that knowledge is different from hearing that, ah, there is a pen. But you have touched it, you have used it. So by experiential knowledge, when we talk about that, 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 that knowledge, there is a knowing. Is that knowledge that brings conviction, that brings persuasion, that beyond anything that anybody wants to tell you or say, you can confidently stand and say, I know this God. I know this God. I know this God. So the knowledge of God that we're talking about this morning that brings strength is that knowledge that you have experienced God you have experienced his love. You have, ex we have experienced his power. You have experienced his ability to save. They didn't tell you. 
in those circumstances when you have seen near misses face to face with you know that this is accident there's no way you can escape but you see the mighty hand of god taking you out of that circumstance you will be able to say beyond anybody's uh, 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 speech that no there is a god something happened in the office one day i was just you know when i was discussing and trying to you know uh, encourage a, a muslim colleague that we had and then he was saying some things about ah the revelations are finished with the prophets. God said he has stopped talking because he has spoken through the prophet. And I was like, that day, holy anger came on me and I roared like a lion. I said, my God still speaks. As a matter of fact, he speaks. He's even speaking right now. That you cannot limit God and say that, oh, no more revelations. Everything has been, everything is, is finished. Everything is concluded and everything. I said, no. We serve a God that is alive and he speaks. He is even willing to speak to you. He is willing to communicate with you as an individual. So why limit a God that is alive? That day I, I realized that truly people can run with knowledge that is just gotten from other means. And with those kind of knowledge, trust me, you cannot do battle. You cannot stand one cannot stand, you cannot face challenges. Proverbs says that if you fall in the days of trial, it means that your knowledge, your strength is small. And it means that knowledge, if a wise man is strong and a man of understanding increases strength, it means that there is no understanding of the knowledge you think that you have. So, and that brings me to the explanation that I want to give about what exploit is. Exploit is talking about making a full use. Making a full use. That means you are able to derive all the benefits that come with the knowledge that you have. You know, it's possible for you to hold a pen, but you don't know how to use it. So when you want to talk about exploit is when you begin to use that pen to write probably your exams or you are writing something that will bring you know, some kind of a, a profit or whatsoever. That is exploit. So it goes beyond just knowledge. The reason why, of course, it looks like in Christendom, we're not doing, in quotes, exploits like the, 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 the early Christians or whatsoever. It looks so. It's not that it there is not, because there are many things that uh, we may not have encountered or experienced, but uh, we have heard and we have seen, we have read about them. But overall, you know, we are growing. The grace that we 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 walk in is is as is just commensurate with the knowledge of God that we have, and it's progressive. So that means, by extension, the the more of God you know, the more exploits. The more exploits. The more exploits. At least you will know that uh, 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 God, God, God is limitless. Some religions don't believe God is limitless. Some even, some even believe that they are so insignificant in the prayers of God. Why will God want to talk to them? I was talking to another Muslim elder in my office, and he was saying that, who is he? Who, how will God want to talk to a person like him? And I was like, wow. So the, that what is he in the scheme of things that God will even want to relate with him? I, I was like, this is bad. This is very bad and i have been seeking ways of course to continually convince him or to talk more to him i pray god's grace to be sufficient 
and uh, the Holy Spirit will do his quick work in his life. But trust me, people are out there who, of course, they think they know God. An average religious man will tell you that he knows God. But what exactly have they been able to do with the knowledge of God that they know? Have they been able to resist evil? Have they been able to stand to, to stand as an ambassador for God, declaring his kingdom here on earth? Have they been able to stand in the face of challenges, knowing fully well that regardless of what happens, God is on their side? More than anything, especially in our times now, it is very important for us to understand and know and by that knowledge of God that we have, we must be able to do exploits in our generation. We must not stop at the level of knowledge. Some people just gather, gather, gather knowledge. They just keep gathering and gathering. But the exploits, they need to put it to use. How are we putting the knowledge of God that we have to use? How are we deriving the benefits of knowing God? Do we still have the courage and boldness to, of course, go ahead and lay our hands on the sick, knowing fully well that God already promised us that wherever we go and we declare his word, signs and wonders will follow. The, 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 the most unfortunate thing is that sometimes even believers, the moment they even know that word, if they allow any iota of doubt, it deprives them of that exploit it deprives doubt is a very terrible thing it deprives it seemingly like drains it looks like it drains that power out of out of out of an individual the power of a word that does not fail it looks like it drains it out of them why because you just limited or you just reduced or you just brought to nothing by doubting you're trying to tell god that oh god you said you can do this thing, but you know it's like I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want disgrace. Uh, me, I don't want to be embarrassed, as if you are projecting yourself. Reverend told us lately, he said it is pride. It is, it is sheer pride. If you think that anything we are doing in this kingdom is projecting ourselves, it's not us. It is not us. And we need to come to the level of that understanding. And it is by the work of the Holy Spirit. If we don't allow the Holy Spirit to do that work in us, to come to the deep understanding, knowledge of exactly who God is and, and how to use the knowledge of that uh, uh, his, uh, the knowledge of God to do exploits, we will continue to walk in errors or probably do below what we're supposed to be doing in faith praise the lord praise the living jesus we need to we need to use the knowledge of god that we have that is what i've come to tell us this morning you know god we know god but you need to put to use that knowledge day in day out day in day out we need to use that knowledge we must derive the benefit that comes from knowing god we must derive the benefit. If he says, I've called you gods, just those who to whom my word has come, my word has come to you, you have become gods. But you know, sometimes people still walk like men, men. Just allowing things to come in and go out of their lives, allowing 
seemingly, you know, light afflictions to cause them to begin to change their language. And at, at, at the end, it seemingly looks like they don't know God. We talk about the challenges of, they are real, they may be real, but what is more real is the word of God. The Bible says it has been tried many times. The word has been tried many times by fire. That means it is indestructible. There's nothing that can come against the word of God. And that word of God is the knowledge of God. We must do exploits in a dimension that everywhere we go, everywhere we find ourselves, we project that knowledge of God that we know and we allow it to work for us. We allow it to work for us. Those who do know their God shall be strong and they will do exploits. We shouldn't be walking around like men, men joining them to complain and do all these things. It's just sometimes it comes almost like spontaneous. But if we are conscious of the knowledge of God, if we are conscious of who we are in Christ and the kind of spirit that we carry, we'll be careful the utterances that we make. We will be careful. So I want to encourage us this morning that beyond just knowing God, let us make use of that knowledge to do exploits. When we are talking to people, we talk with this consciousness. We talk with that consciousness, knowing that, okay, the words that we speak, they are spirit and they are life. So by that, we should not just speak words carelessly. I like to ask this morning, usually when we just take the word of God, we want to read and everything, who do we expect to see? What do we expect to see? Some people just basically read it like, you know, let's just know, let's know what David did or whatsoever. But really, when we read the word of God, what we, who we want to see is God. We want to see his character so that we can emulate. We want to see his person. We want to understand how he dealt with the people of old. We want to see him through the pages of scriptures. And by that, we can extend it that even everywhere we find ourselves, what you are looking out for is what is God doing here? What is God doing here? Sometimes we, we get carried away. We see only the circumstances. We see only the situations. Oh, ah, this is this, this is that. And we begin to name them. Instead of us to see, God, what are you trying to do here? See the way the apostles, you know, I mean, the disciples were asking Jesus when we, they met with uh, blind Bartimaeus. They were asking, ah, who sinned? Who did this? Who did that? They were looking at the circumstances and by their own knowledge and well, what they seem to have as understanding, they felt like it was a product of sin or whatsoever. They were seeing circumstances. They were seeing situations that may have brought about that. But what was Jesus seeing? He was seeing God in that situation. Jesus was seeing God. He was seeing his ability to bring, to create an eye that was not there. He said that, no, this happened not because of anybody's thing, but that God may be glorified. 
So when we walk on the streets, what do we see? That's why I love to sing that song. When I sing it sometimes, I sing it passionately. The song that was written by Nathaniel Bass, it says, everywhere I go, I see you right there. Everywhere I go, I see you right there. When you are moving on the streets, who do you see? Who do we see? If we are conscious of this, and we are conscious of the fact that it is God that we want to see in every situation, you see how God himself will glorify himself in every situation we find ourselves. Because that is what he wants to do. He wants to glorify himself through us. And we need to know this. We cannot just be victims of circumstances. We cannot just be victims of situations. Or the pe people's, people's opinions. Or even the lie of the devil like we are learning lately. How we need to dispel all those lies. It is the knowledge of God that we have. That you use to, 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 to quench those fairy darts. It is the basis of our faith. The knowledge of God. I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. In the face of circumstances, in the face of situations like it's prevalent now, you will have peace. Because even the knowledge of God guarantees security. Let me quickly read Isaiah 11. Let's open our Bible to Isaiah 11. For you to know what the knowledge of God can do and the kind of exploits. Isaiah 11 is a long read. I'll quickly read it very quickly. It says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, and the Spirit of counsel, might, the Spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. And they shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Let me stop there briefly. You see the character of Jesus. This scripture is talking about Jesus. And Jesus already told us that he came to reveal the Father to us as God, and we are knowing God through Jesus. He says he does not judge by the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear. He does not judge. And we remember very vividly that he said in his, his scriptures, Jesus said himself, that it's only what he hears his father say that he says. What he sees his father doing, he does. We must begin to walk in that dimension for us to see true exploits. We don't judge by the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear. There's a lot of news flying around now. Flying around. There's a lot of things happening but we see beyond that. We see what our father is doing. We hear what he's saying. The Bible says the eyes that sees and the ears that hears, they all belong to God. Truly, they can be people that have eyes like this, but they can't see. Some have ears, they can't hear. I'm not talking about physical deafness. I'm talking about the ear that can hear right now, but the ear that is within, there is an understanding. There is a listening that comes from within where the spirit of God himself ministers. Says he awakens my ear morning by morning as one that is being taught. That awakening, that quickening of the ears 
God needs, we need to, we need to, you know, pray that every time our ears are constantly opened, our eyes are constantly seen so that we can see what our father is doing and hear what he is saying per time. So let me continue very quickly. As I round up, it says, but with um, righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity or the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And the righteousness and righteousness shall be the guard of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reign. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Can we hear that? And the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatlings together and a little child shall lead them. <laughs> Glory to God. Can we hear exploits there? It says, and the cow and the bear shall feed and the young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox and the suckling child shall play on the hole of the ass and the winged child shall put his hand on the cocker um, tree's den. Verse 9, and, shall, and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You see what the knowledge of God can do. All those exploits came from the knowledge of God. When the knowledge of God floods our hearts as the waters cover the sea, when we allow it to flood our environment, flood our world, the world around us, as the waters cover the sea, all we see is exploit. Things that seemingly should bring harm. On a normal day in the circle of life, a wolf and a, a lamb cannot lie down together. It is predator and prey. But with the knowledge of God, those things that seemingly look hurtful, you find out that they lose the power to hurt you anymore. They lose the power to hurt anymore. Just like in this kind of circumstance now, some people will be wondering why we are laughing and smiling. But because we know we don't operate by the economy of the world. Because our father told us in his word, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25, he says the foolishness of God is still wiser than the wisest wisdom of men. So is also the thing they classify as weakness of God. is still stronger than whoever they call strong in this world. See, the systems of the world are failing. Those people that think they are, oh, they are very intelligent, they are this, they know all the economic indices. The systems are failing right before their eyes. But for we that know our God, we are strong and we will do exploits. In the midst of this, we enjoy increase. In the midst of this, we see God coming through for us as our supplier. He said, I will supply your needs according to my riches in glory. In his own economy, glory is what we trade with. Hallelujah. He brings everything out from his glory so that his name will constantly be glorified. I just want to encourage us this morning. This year is our year of supernatural work. It stems from the knowledge of God and what we do with it. If you have the knowledge and you don't use it, exploits will not come. 
exploits will not be possible. And there's a whole lot that comes into that. In the midst of it is coming instructions, obedience and all that, like Brother Tomiwa was saying yesterday, when instructions will come, that does not look like, it, it doesn't make sense to a human mind. You cannot calculate it. You can't add it together. But that is what God is saying. But because we know our God, when he tells you step out into the water, you will not be afraid to do that. And then with those obedience, we'll see exploits. So please, I want to encourage us this morning as we progress in the year and as this word will be coming our way, as we are gathering the knowledge, let us make sure that we put it to use, adequate use with the mind of getting everything that comes with it. Praise the Lord. I see God helping us in the mighty name of Jesus. And I see his grace helping us even as we increase in the knowledge of Christ. We will do exploit in our world. We remain strong in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening this morning. I pray that God's presence continue to abide with every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Go today and return with testimonies in Jesus' mighty name.